Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gosh Daniel podcast. This is not episode 50, even though I assumed it was. It's like episode 48. 48 because, you know, numbers. Because numbers. We have so many things to talk about, and as we Yay. are a few days late, we're going to go a little long. Yeah, because someone long. was traveling. Gosh. Somebody was traveling and still managed to see Isle of Dogs versus you, who still hasn't. I'm going to go see it a because, second time in a few hours. Because it's not released in my state. Well, whose fault is that? Um, the state's fault. I do not agree with you blaming the government for that. Well, okay, Anyways, moving on. Moving uh-huh. on. Moving on oh are we moving off or on we saw we're moving on we're moving on okay we uh at least i saw pacific rim i did too saw isle of dogs and i saw ready player one what did you see we saw the same amount of movies because i saw pacific rim i saw um i saw ready player one i saw thoroughbreds and um, I saw the other one, so yeah. Boom. You didn't see another one. Oh, that was that was it. I just I, I just wanted to like make it sound you know like I saw a lot, but it was only three. Yeah. Well, so, you're a liar. So it's well, cool. I'm not a liar because you know Isle of Dogs comes out next weekend, and I'm totally gonna go see it. Yes, and I'm gonna go see A Quiet Place too. So A Quiet yeah. Place. Well, that's a movie I'd like to see. All right, yeah. so I guess when we review Isle of Dogs and Thoroughbreds, because the other hasn't seen it, we'll keep it spoilers for now. Wait, spoilers for, for now? So we'll spoil now. it for now. Okay. Spoiler I'm... free uh-huh. for now. For now. For okay. now. Okay, Um. Cool. Yes. So I guess we should start with Pacific Rum then. Because Pacific that's... Rum. Pacific, Pacific rum? rum. Seriously? Pacific Rum. Ip rising. Ip rising. <laughs> Ip rising. Pacific Rum Ip rising. And it was, uh, if you're going to be, you know, basic and spoiler free about it, like it was just fine. It wasn't good. That, you know, it wasn't that good. Um, it, I thought it was great. I loved it so much. Cool. It was Is my it gonna, favorite Are you going to buy it on Blu-ray and stuff? Oh yeah. 4K too. 4 no, the no, okay, but just, I'm going to stop right there. It was, it was crap. It was not good. Really? It was a pile of not goodness. Let's just, let's just go with that. I think that there are good things about it, but we're going to have to go into spoilers. Oh, oh my. Wow. Because yep, now really... we do that. Now we diversify between <laughs> when it's non-spoilers and when it's spoilers. Uh-huh. So spoilers here. I think the movie had pretty good cinematography and the action was pretty understandable. And I thought the score was pretty good for the most wow. part. Yeah, I did. I thought the score was good. And I thought the jokes had potential. <laughs> However, the jokes were edited in such a way that they didn't land because there's like no space in between setup and payoff. And yes, it, it was, was like so bad. Painful. Yeah, it was Oh, not the exposition right. was kind of dumb at points, and oh yeah, I, not like horrible, but just not great. And I, I mean, just it was didn't... a sequel, and they kind of they dealt with it fine. It was it was still it, weird. It was it had nothing to do with the first one in 
that it had everything to do with it, if that makes That's sense, definitely true. But it's but, like they tried to, like, connect with the first one in, like, a bunch of different ways. But for some reason, they ended up going in, like, weird directions that the first one wasn't trying to go in. They, uh, let's see, they took a dark and gritty, you can't see anything that's going on property and made it, like, this bright, like, lighthearted action movie. And yep. I mean, I was not really a fan of the first Pacific Rim, but it was like a, it was a good movie. Whereas yeah, I, feel I thought like the first Pacific Rim, the first Pacific Rim was just really slow for me. Like yeah. it was, it was good, but it kind of it just dragged on a lot. And then yeah. you know, halfway through, ultimately it, was it wasn't. It there wasn't anything like unpredictable exactly or like amazing but it was just it was a well done movie and i could appreciate that for what it was but mm-hmm. with this it was just it was worse so yeah i mean i like john boyega as a lead much better than what was it? what's his name charlie hunnam i don't think he's good in anything but um <laughs> uh-huh yeah overall it's like there were some really pretty shots but they felt like they were shots made just for the trailer you know yeah, that's definitely true. I, I, I think it was just it, the execution was pretty good. It was just the story was and plot was just a mess, honestly. Because yeah. I know they tried to have this big reveal with the like they kind of faked us out because you know we were kind of led to believe that the the head the lady uh, like the head of that one company you know was the one sabotaging everything, but it was really. The, the scientist dude that was working at the company who was connected with the brain of the weird monster creature thing. And that was so, so dumb. Oh my it was gosh. bad. It was awful. It was weird, too. And I don't think he plays a good villain or he a good doesn't. character. He was so unbelievable. I was just... And, like, I kind of stopped for a moment because I, I know this is a movie and it's not exactly realistic, but how does someone... Would, how would someone even go about doing something like that, setting up this plan and having these robots all of a sudden become, like, these monster robots? Like, the visuals yeah. were just so weird, the, the way they went. They're, they really wanted to make it obvious that these guys were being hacked or, like, they were being taken – these robots were being taken over and turned bad. Like, okay, we get it. You don't have to make them look like the monsters. You could have just – like had the lights uh, go red and then it's like see they're being hacked and that but like they just they made it so obvious i guess and it was just kind of cheap because of it i don't know it was weird mm-hmm. i mean and i mean the, the whole like the... subplot of like or maybe that was the main plot of them like training them and stuff like that like where was the actual training scene yeah like it didn't yeah, actually like they just know. kept talking about geez you're just gonna tell me this, how i need to train them better or something and then, like, they just didn't really train them at all the whole movie. Yeah, and they tried there to There were, have like, a more interest. training montages in the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the love interest was the weirdest thing for me, honestly. The love interest. Yes, you don't even remember it. No, the, I don't. The girl that was just randomly there all the time, and then just randomly, like, kisses both of them, I guess. And then oh, yeah, John Boyega goes like, "That's confusing." Why was she there? And I don't. And it was just like, okay, like literally, uh, it was just the executives or someone was just like, "All right, we need to have a love interest." I, we totally forgot about this. It's like they're like, you know, 
halfway through the movie and they're just like all right we'll just get this one girl and put her in a couple we'll just, scenes yeah stick her in a few scenes and it'll be like she was there the whole time and they were like that's one reason they are fighting is like over her and that just adds like a new dynamic to their character oh gosh there's so many things i think that went wrong with this movie i thought the beginning like was promising like i thought sure it was a little cliche and it was a little but like if they if they still stuck with a solid plot i guess and they didn't try to make this weird complicated lame thing then i would have liked it a bit better i think yeah um same but i think they honestly just overcomplicated it plus they they tried to they tried to fit it to be this movie for all audiences right they had to have this this young group of like coming of age being trained cadets that are you know wanting to like be awesome and then and then you know like they have their humor and they have their like interactions he's like see they're teenagers that'll that'll mean teenagers will like this movie and then it has like the the john boyega and the girl and they have their interactions and it's like see it's like you know it's they're they're friends and they're having interactions and more people are like the movie and then it's so relatable and like all this was was just a decision to try to make it try to make a movie for the audiences audience that could like appeal to the audience they didn't try to do anything else really it's just like i felt like they had a bunch of different ideas and they just didn't really figure out how to make them all work at the same time so it's like now we're going to develop this side plot and then this side plot and then this character, and then this side plot, and then we'll go back to the main one. And it didn't really balance between that, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah. just I like they were if... isolated instances, and they did a lot of dumb things it in it. But weird. overall, it was, overall really it was enjoyable and watchable. It yeah. just wasn't good. I'll give it that. <laughs> I'll, gi- I'll give it that, yeah. I mean, I wonder if when they were coming up with the outline for this story or the script or anything like that, that they knew that one dude was going to be the bad guy by the end. Like, I don't know how they got there and thought that's a good idea. We should stick with this. Yeah. It was just, and plus he was not the right actor for it. He wasn't the right character for that, I guess. No, he just, he was not, it wasn't convincing. Like when he was being weird and evil or when he was being normal and, it felt like for most of the movie, he was like going back and forth between being himself and then being taken over by that other thing until it was like, now he's getting taken over by it. Or I, like, I, it doesn't really come across very well on screen. Like I couldn't really figure out what they were trying to do with it. Yeah. And I feel like the difference, the main difference between this one and the first one is that the first one, it was still an action movie, but it was kind of doing its own unique thing, I guess. While this one was just totally embraced the cliche action flick that's true yeah type of thing yeah which just was uh it was just a groan because of it um mm-hmm. i mean by the end i wasn't 100 percent angry i guess just no because i wasn't I, at all probably because i i wasn't that big of a fan of the first one i bet dedicated exactly. fans of the first one would be so upset at this oh you know. yeah yeah it's hunt the bunt gunter's favorite movie and <laughs> so he hated hated this one uh-huh. with a passion uh-huh. but yeah i, 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 I don't the... i can't feel anything about it i'm like eh. i really like it's it's nothing more than that for me uh-huh i saw the re- review like the video that hunt shared on facebook and i watched it and it was really good was it 
Yeah, I, I agreed with a lot of because the dude in the video was explaining kind of Guillermo del, del Toro's like I guess vision for the first movie and kind of like what he was trying to create and it was kind of like a love letter to those you know Godzilla type giant monster movies and in some without like copying them entirely you know and in some ways it was it worked and it it worked really well and it, you know got this fan base. And then, you know, they just made the second one, which obliterated everything, so. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, since I didn't care about the first one, I don't really care about this one, but yeah. if we had to score it, what would you say? Uh, For the, okay. four, the four categories that we're doing now, we're doing four. Mm-hmm. The overall is kind of not exactly subjective, but it's more like how those things are weighted for our personal opinions, so. Okay. Um, but, but. Let's say, okay, so first is just how they made it, like the visual and the, the you know, the, what was it? Production quality. That's what we go yeah, with. Yeah, that was definitely really good, I think. I thought that was really good. I'd That's give it like, like a, a 17. 16. Yeah, yeah. I'd give it a 16. Like, it wasn't particularly incredible. Like, I felt like some of the action scenes were eh. Mm-hmm. But I don't it, think they was, got... it wasn't bad looking, and there wasn't anything that kind of stood out to me as ugly. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think it had, like, a good style of how they... Like, they didn't get really creative. I mean, in a sense, they got creative with the weapons they used, I guess. But it just seemed like they were really trying to sell them as toys almost, you know? Like, I don't know. They were really going for that, making them these things that were like oh that that it's like it's i don't know like an idolized type thing where you you even want a toy of it or something like that mm-hmm. but that's not how what i got from the first one um for the, for, from the first movie um but in in turn like the just the effects were solid like I, i'm never really picky i'm like if it's good cgi then that's good if it's bad then it's bad like it's i'm just really simple with that so that's why mm-hmm. i'd probably give it a 17 yeah, there wasn't like anything particularly unique, but I felt like everything had its own individual look that felt, you know, like I, I didn't feel like the the robots were really blending together for me. Like they all look the same, the Jaegers or whatever. Um, uh-huh. Some of the shots were cool. And I did like the score. I felt like that fit for the movie where it was one of those more, um, you know, electronic kind of like Voltron kinds of scores. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, and that I was did... like mixed in prominently, which was a big gripe for my first watch of the first Pacific Rim, where it has a unique score and some interesting themes, but like it's like buried under all of the sound like design that was just like way too heavy, uh-huh. um, that kind of thing. But I felt like this movie was better with that sort of thing. So yeah, I'd say sixteen. Okay. Cool. Um, what did you give to the characters? There was, like, no character development, so... No, there was not. And and you'd think with a character like John Boyega's, they were setting it up for him to have character development. Yeah, there wasn't I, really, but, like, I don't know. It was, they were like, still a like hint of character development. Likeable, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't... Uh-huh. I'd probably give it a... I'm, I'm trying to do the math because, you know, thinking about it in per- percentage-wise and then translating it to out of 18... <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably give it like a, uh, I don't know, 14, 13 maybe. I was thinking 12 or 11, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Why do we even write things? I don't get it, but I like it. Especially out of this really dumb number too, because it's kind of meaningless. Hey, never insult 18. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, Never I'm insult it. 18. Okay, yeah, um, so it's 66%, 12 out of 18. So I'll go with that too. Uh, the plot. 
was the part that felt really can i give it like a two a two it tried it tried so hard i'd give it an eight because it had like the uh, like core concepts and i felt like the first 10 20 minutes of the movie was like actually pretty good yeah yeah so like i'll I'll give it i'll give it a seven just so that i can like rate something lower than you (laughs) (laughs) i'm i like being nice to things oh that's so great but i'm still meaner than you are about things that's true that's really weird i'm more harsh with my ratings i guess well usually um and then the uh what was the other one like the the philosophy like the message or the point or is there something deeper that it's trying to say i would say like it's it's pre it's practically not applicable <laughs> yeah you know? uh, what is that category oh we can't forget about the scale uh the one to five scale or whatever about appropriate oh, versus appropriateness i yeah. was there anything inappropriate in that movie i don't, I don't think so <laughs> No, I feel like it was... Well, you know, we have to be careful. John Boyega in this movie was quite the partier, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. He partied. You know, people can be led astray by how beautiful his looks are and stuff, so... Oh, that that too yeah. there. Didn't, yeah, that's, didn't that's what I'm going with. That. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, uh-huh. No, so I would say it's like, I don't know, there's some, like, action scenes, I guess whoa you can consider it slightly disturbing for kids when like he's doing that thing with the the uh brain of the kaiju and he like has the whole thing on Uh that was kind of oh and there is some uh there are some middle fingers in this movie. oh wait yeah the middle fingers how could i forget (laughs) the middle two of them there were two (laughs) so i would say like the i mean the in this case it's like it's a mild PG-13. Like, it seems like it fits at the PG-13 rating. So, like, just, I don't know. You it wouldn't bother anybody over the age of, like, 10 to see it, 10? I don't think. I honestly think, like, 7. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not really that bad unless, I mean, if you are, like, if the middle finger bothers you and that sort of thing, <laughs> then, like, I might... I might stay away from it then. But it's really like, it's a really tame movie for the most part. Yeah. I I mean. And it didn't even feel like dark or oppressive, despite the fact that the world was going to end. Like the the first one was kind of heavy, but I feel uh like this one's like super lighthearted. So I don't think. Yet the stakes were almost bigger. I don't know. It's true. Because they were like. Because like the whole world was going to end, not just like somebody was going to die. Yeah. So that's weird that's weird how movies can be like that where the stakes are bigger yet you find yourself caring less about it stakes like in the avengers movies i feel like the avengers movies every single one's like the stakes are so high oh my gosh that's what was so great about spider-man homecoming just that's what i really liked about that movie yeah and i i feel like there are some movies and black panther did that too the stakes weren't super high yes Um, low stakes is great i like my stakes medium rare (laughs) <laughs> doctor strange the stakes were high but it didn't really like i don't know it didn't you, it, it didn't, didn't get rely fatiguing. on the stakes it didn't no, rely it didn't. on the stakes so therefore because the it was more about his internal struggle well. than it was about dormammu whoa that's so deep there so, his internal struggle <laughs> but it was uh-huh. um yeah so that's the thing the the whole overall score for the movie was like 12 
Wow. I thought you said you liked the score. I, no, 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 no. The, the, <laughs> the movie, the movie's score as a whole. The, the, oh. the score for the movie. <laughs> it's so hard to the keep. musical score. It's, it's so hard to keep track. The rating. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'd say 12. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. It's a 12 overall. Which is basically like a three-star movie, I guess. It's like Which is what we both doing rated it out of five. We both rated it on Letterboxd that, so that's It's basically accurate. just a three. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a three. I don't feel like that's really going to change. It's better than like Wrinkle in Time and that kind of thing, but... Yeah, was it better than Tomb Raider? Because those had like similar Rotten Tomato okay. scores. Well, when I'm, the more I think about <laughs> it, so... I was really mean to Tomb Raider, and I understand why, because it was boring to watch. But, like, it had the makings of a fine movie, just the character development sucked, and the writing was bad. The writing was particularly bad in mm-hmm. Tomb Raider. But, like, for the, overall, it had, like, the makings of good, a good movie and some action scenes, so, like, I probably was a bit harsh on the movie overall. I'd say it's, it's equal. Uh-huh. Maybe Pacific Rim's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I'd say Pacific Rim's better. Um, okay. But even still, I don't think Tomb Raider like sucks as much as I was, you know, as, as me as I was on to it. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm yeah, excited so to move on to Ready Player One now. So you should talk about Thoroughbreds real quick, and then I'll talk about what? Isle of Dogs, and then we'll build up because Ready Player Ooh. One is what everybody's here for. <laughs> so it's true. I mean, I we both saw it yesterday, right? Yep. Fresh in our minds. Oh, God. It's so fresh in my mind, and I there are so many things I want to say. Okay, so about Thoroughbreds. Thoroughbreds is good. It's actually more than good. It's actually great. So ever since I got out of the theater, I haven't really been able to stop thinking about it and how I want to watch it again. Um, 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 I mean, like, I want to see it again. Okay, so first of all, I'm just going to say that the most unique thing about this entire movie, I think, honestly, is the score. And not the score I'm going to give it, but the music. And not the music, Ooh. but the soundtrack, you know? That's it's, different than the score. It's weird. You're, you know what's funny? So, you know, when when I was over in, in wherever you live, I'm just going to say, you live in Colorado, man. That's a big reveal right there. No! Um, <laughs> okay, so... Um, when I was there visiting you, when we made that movie out of the, the random script we found from ages ago, um, and you made the soundtrack for that that said movie, it reminded me of that. But if that soundtrack was done right, and it had the little drums, and it had the like this, I don't know, like unique kind of instruments that it used, and it was so like, uh, how do how do I put the word? Um, you know, when something's like really like caveman times kind of esque, where it was um, like, um, I have you know, no idea what you mean at all. Uh, not it, not like savage necessarily. Ugh, savage, if I was, savage. but like, <laughs> who are you? you know, oh, 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 I'm remembering the word. You know how like, uh, never mind. You know what? Words, <laughs> stupid. I hate words. <laughs> I hate you, words. Uh. Um, Anyways, it's literally on the tip of my tongue. So, but anyways, yeah, it's really good. It feels like they have some like you know, African hunty like Discovery Channel type African music. hunty, yeah, <laughs> African hunty Discovery Channel. It makes sense. <laughs> no. Listen to the soundtrack, man. No, it doesn't. Okay, that wouldn't um, make sense even if I didn't know what you were talking about. Somehow, you, oh. you just you had to have phrased it wrong. 
<laughs> I'm so I'm African the hunty. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm googling it. Okay, barbaric, primitive, primitive. Prim- Thank you. <laughs> yes, African I know. hunty. African hunty. <laughs> it's the same thing. No, it isn't. Okay. I don't even know what you mean by that. <laughs> well, anyways. If I'll ever get to go continue this review or review anything else ever. Um, uh, the soundtrack was standout and it was really good. Um, it was done so well. At first it kind of distracted me because it was so different. And so like, whoa, I don't know if this fits. But then as the movie went on, I really got into it and it was good. So that happened. And then the story was phenomenal. Okay, literally, the shots in this movie are so beautiful and so amazing. They're like, they're cinematog- cinematography goals is what they are. That's what they cinematography are. Cinematography gold. I know. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I was just like totally geeking out at the editing and at some of the, the, some of the stuff they did and different styles of... I don't know, they, they use, there's so many different, like, styles I felt that they incorporated into the movie, and it just, uh, it works so well, and it made me so happy that a movie like this exists, and especially coming from, I haven't, I, I've talked about how I, you know, I haven't edited anything, like, officially, but I, I like editing, and I like doing certain things and different techniques, and I love long shots, and how long shots can be edited into movies, and, you know, it's just, Oh, it was so good. And there's this one long shot. I'm telling you, it was, it was so good. I was like laughing and crying in in this movie just because of these shots. And like, I don't know, the movie's so weird because I I just, you got to see it because I want to get into spoilers so much because I want to state all these different scenes that I'm thinking of right now. But if, chances are, if someone's listening to this, if someone's listening to this, period, um, but they've, they've seen the movie, they know what I'm talking about, which long shot I'm talking about, it's so, it's so amazing. It's just, it gives me hope for, <laughs> hope for Hollywood, you know, that a movie like this exists. And but maybe it shouldn't give you hope for Hollywood because it's like, literally, it had like one theater in like a 50 mile radius of me and then it like that's died. true and there are no there are no showings that's near true. me amc totally ditched the movie after like two weeks but it's so good i wanted like, to see it so bad no, regal, no literally regal, no showings anymore regal here i think is still showing it i'm not sure though Jerk. but there's it's no so... showings near me <laughs> that's so sad hey I, you have a of dogs i have thoroughbreds okay that's true um and i got the better deal probably Oh, okay, 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 fine. But I mean, I think that's a little bit more based on our opinions because you're a big Wes Anderson fan. and Of course I am. I don't know. This is a psychological thriller slash dark comedy kind of. I love and... those too, though. Okay. Wait, it's it's a psycho... Isle of Dogs is a psychological thriller? I said I love those too. Oh, I thought you said Isle of Dogs is too, though. No. I was like, oh, I didn't really get that from the trailer. It's a psychological thriller. Well, it's kind of a dark comedy. Wes Anderson movies are dark comedies. That's true. But I'm talking, I mean, yes, I know you like those too. And I like Wes Anderson movies too. 
but you like Wes Anderson movies more, but Way we more. don't, I guess we don't know who likes psychological thrillers more. But anyways, um, yes. So this, okay. They, I was watching a couple reviews on it because there is like, there's no reviews, you know, a review for this movie maybe has like 500, 600 views on YouTube, which I thought was really funny, but I didn't care. I just listened to these random people talk about it to hear what they thought. And, um, I don't think people liked the movie as much as I did. Um, so, I mean, it's, I think it's universally a good movie, but I don't know why. I just really, really like this movie. Um, and so apparently it was com- uh, compared to um, Heather's, which is what they even said on the poster and like what they quoted, I guess. Uh, Heather's, which is an, a movie with Winona Ryder in the 80s, like the late 80s. And then American Psycho, which is, I haven't seen it and I heard that it's really, really inappropriate. So I don't, I don't know whether I'd want to watch it or not. But um, so it's like, it's a combination of that. And I watched Heather's cause it's on Netflix. And that is kind of inappropriate too, but it isn't, I don't, I wasn't too crazy. There was, it's R so, but it wasn't like anything crazy inappropriate, I guess. Um, But it was, it was a decent movie and I put on my letterbox, I reviewed it and it was definitely, it was definitely a standout, I guess, from your usual 80s rom-coms. And I compared it to like uh, a Mean Girls, but with like a more of a, a thriller kind of vibe, genre vibe. Um, which is weird because I think Mean, mean Girls came out, out like after that movie, but it's basically kind of all I could compare it to. Um, hmm. And it was, yeah, it was basically Mean Girls, but turned into like a, not a psychological thriller, just a thriller in general. And it was really messed up, but it was entertaining and the stakes got really high and I didn't really care about it as much. Like the ending was meh, I guess, but it was still an interesting different movie, um, hmm. which was... I don't know. It was there were some parts that were that were funny, I guess, some parts that were really sad and like this isn't a, a spoiler for Heathers. I mean, it's been out since the 80s, but it's like it deals with suicide, I guess, and it's really it has like a weird view on it. Um and so, I don't know, just how everything comes together is different in that movie and interesting and and people on the internet like that were reviewing this movie, like a couple people I heard them say how much they love Heathers, and it's basically their favorite movie. I couldn't see how that could be possible. It's just, I don't know, it's not <laughs> as, like, there's no depth to it. It's just, you know, Winona Ryder being Winona Ryder with her, you know, real extreme acting. I hate acting. Winona Ryder so much. She's, like, my least <laughs> favorite ever. What? I love Winona Ryder, actually. She's great. I really, She's really great. hate her. Like, that's, She's that's why I haven't finished Stranger Things, because she annoys the <laughs> crap out of me. <laughs> my boy will take me to my son <laughs> she's obnoxious uh, anyways uh back to thoroughbreds yeah right. thoroughbreds and heathers aren't really similar they're only similar in the sense that it deals with i don't know the possible deaths i guess i don't know hmm. um so yeah uh, but but thoroughbreds was definitely definitely just a standout like i thought i would go into the movie and think yeah that was pretty cool cool it was messed up but yeah that was fine and i went out of the movie and i was like that was messed up but that was great so hmm. um plus olivia cook is the best so you know i just can't not like a movie with olivia cook in it except uh, for ready player one but whatever i didn't really think so th- i've only ever seen her in ready player one and she didn't seem very standout at all 
Yeah, but... because her character was so shallow and so lame. Okay, okay. So you're saying it wasn't like that that wasn't like a good example of her acting chops. It was awful. Okay. Okay. okay her acting well, we'll get is... into that later, but like just just uh, okay. Now you okay, have rating? to score thoroughbreds because you've talked for another 10 minutes about it. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. I really went on a spiel there, but there was kind of like a whole story to that. There was a whole um, story. It was interesting. With, you know, me seeing Heather's afterward, but okay. So, for the 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 story i'll start with the plot um i i don't know maybe if i read into the plot more than was there and that's why i liked it so much but whatever happened happened in that movie and and i'm just really liking it so i'll give it like a 17.5 because i think it helped that i read into it so much because there there wasn't too much there by the end that was exactly all that profound but I felt that it was really profound just because of what I made it, I guess. So I could understand someone watching the movie and not thinking there was enough by the end to be fulfilled. But I kind of, I, I was fulfilled by the end. So It seems like it was, the kind of movie I'd be like, five stars, that's my new favorite movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you watched it and ended up not liking it. I, I've been blindsided by you so many times whenever I'm like, this is a great movie and then... You're like, I mean, I'm fine. We're, we all have our own opinions, but you're so unpredictable. It's it's so well, hard to know yeah. what you'd like. I mean, I really liked Sing Street when I watched that. Like, I did give it five stars, and it's, like, in my top, like, ten movies now. Mm-hmm. It's in my top I, I mean, five, it geez. makes sense why you'd like that movie, though, because, yeah. I, I mean, it deals with music, and it deals with Irish people, and it... <laughs> It deals yeah, with the music band. and Irish people, the two things. Those are and the two. it kind of is a coming of age story, but it does it really well. Um, Why do I like those so much? Um, because you want a, your own coming of age story. You I just want like to be... Jack Rayner. I think I've decided. Like I would see uh-huh. anything that he's in because he was fantastic. The uh-huh. older brother. Yeah. Did Did you like him at all? Because like I, he was my favorite character. No, he in that was movie. so great. I loved his like harsh love. It was so. It was a good balance of like. Like you want to do this, and I'm, I like I'm gonna kind of just take you under my wing, and uh, you know I'm gonna show you this kind of, I don't know. It was it was good. The relationship like was pretty cry. great. Oh my gosh. Aww. That was um, good. Anyways. Okay, I don't know how we got here. Yeah. Right. I'm uh, so the plot. <laughs> yeah, okay. plot is seventeen point five. Um, characters. Oh gosh, the characters. Yes, the characters. We're good. I have, I'm not going to, this isn't really a spoiler, but it was like, like it, it was kind of the cliche where, you know, the, the girls were, they were friends when they were younger, but they, you know, you know, like just got out of contact and they grew up and they, you know, but that actually happens. That's actually a thing. So I, I wouldn't think that that ruined their character dynamic because that, that, that sole fact is, justifies a lot of actions or behaviors that happen eventually. Um, so that, that made me kind of be okay with how the characters were and I guess what happens to the story and how they grow. Um, so that's probably a 17, 17, 17.5, just because the whole movie really is these two characters and they're so strong. So I'll give it a 17.5 there as well. Okay. Um, and then, so... Uh, okay so i did story characters uh, anything special um like the special like i guess cinematography or techniques or anything like that soundtrack literally i'll give it an 18 out of 18 nice it 
it goes, it's so unique and it's so, it's so different and I love it so much. Um, it just makes it work so much better by taking these risks. And like, I can't believe it was based off this play that this guy wrote and he just ends, ended up saying, okay, I'm going to make this a movie actually. And he directs the movie. This is his, this was his first film ever. And he just totally knocked it out of the park. Um, gosh, I so, wish I could do something like that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. Um, we are. And then anything, anything deep to say or meaningful to say? Eighteen out of eighteen. Nice. I don't care if I read too much into it, or maybe what they had to say wasn't that big of a deal, but I made it a big deal. But that's just how I felt coming out of the movie, and that's how I still feel now thinking about it. So, um, yeah, I'll give it an eighteen. I hope I'm not overhyping it for you or, or anyone who hasn't seen the movie, because I want you to go in with your own. Your no, your own like what you think of it already by just hearing it like not hearing about it from me but just watching the trailer and think okay I wonder what this movie is gonna be like because I hate it when people are influenced by other people and then end up not liking the movie as much um, right because I had I don't I wouldn't say I had low expectations but my expectations weren't like crazy high that this was gonna be amazing that that I'm gonna like obsess over it I was just like I think it could be good I mean the Rotten Tomato score is pretty good and the reviews are seemed like they're solid so but yeah um and that's i think that's everything uh, oh and the the um like the inappropriate content i guess um it's it's rated r but there's no there's no like scenes or anything like that there's no like any just weird gross stuff it's just it's dialogue i think there's like maybe there's two sentences that maybe are, are take it a little bit too far with that kind of stuff. They're, they're just like, you know, they're talking, they, they're kind of carelessly saying, and it's like, there's just, it's just twice in the movie and it doesn't really, it doesn't really like ruin the the movie or what's happening at all. And it doesn't, it didn't distract me because it was literally like one or two seconds, just a sentence, you know? So, um, right. which was really nice because it was like in our movie and it, it was a psychotic thriller and it still it wasn't like annoyingly inappropriate i guess so yeah um that's all i have to say about it yes i'm totally gonna buy this when this comes out i might even go try to go see it in the theater again i don't even know if i can um because i don't even i don't even know what theater it is anymore because it's been you know gone or getting kicked off from all these theaters which is really sad to me but yeah uh that's all i have to say about thoroughbreds you can go into isle of dogs now or just tell me what you think based off of my review (laughs) Well, I, I mean, I, hmm, I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh huh. Um, I need to see it now. I, I probably wait until it comes out in June or whatever. But uh-huh. uh huh. Isle of Dogs, though, man, that movie. <sighs> I was expecting. Okay, let me let me lay out my expectations. Fantastic Mr. Fox, one of my favorites, if not my favorite movie of all time. Wes Anderson Mm -hmm. has three or four movies in my top 20. Okay, like this could not have been more hyped. He's probably my favorite director, Um, all that stuff. But I I went into this and I'm like, it's going to be like Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's going to be like this this lighthearted, snappy dialogue kind of movie that's like, you know, pretty stylish, but not. I, I go into this and I'm like, okay, this is by far probably like, one of his most like intensely stylized movies like i can't begin to describe it's like it's its own unique thing 
uh, and it is the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson, um, maybe other than Grand Budapest Hotel. But it's like, you know how he has that shot where, you know, he has some character like off to like the right or the left, like looking at the camera. And then you see other people behind, like next to him, like uh-huh. in the distance. And like they're kind of talking like that. Uh-huh. That's like every other shot in this movie. Like, it is very, very particular in the way everything is shot. It's probably one of the funniest ones that he's done. Um, okay. Not, if not, probably not the funniest. Uh, I think Royal Tenenbaums is probably the funniest one. But it's it's really funny. Um, it's, it's really well done. But it's totally dark and almost anxiety-inducing in some ways. It's not a lighthearted kids movie. He was not intending this movie for kids. There's like a few swear words, but like not like all that much. But it's just the way it deals with like these themes that it's dealing with does not come across as a kids movie. The way the plot is, it's just I basically need to see it another time to fully understand how the plot developed because I'm like, it makes sense when you, when I think about it, but it felt almost unsatisfying. Huh. upon a first watch because it, it just it kind of went and then went in different directions like Wes Anderson movies normally you just kind of follow where it goes you have no idea where it's going to go and you just kind of follow it this one was just like subverted trope like subverted expectation all over the place like I thought they were going to do this and then no and then what that was a surprise I never figured that out from the trailers and <laughs> not what I would have expected from a Wes Anderson movie at all I think a lot of it was that I had way higher or it wasn't higher expectations because I felt like it met my expectations in terms of quality. I mean, I expected mm-hmm. a five-star movie. I feel like I got a five-star movie, um, at least on how I'd rate it on Letterboxd. But, like, it's it's not the movie that I was expecting to get, but it was still just as good. Um, it's not like you just watch it once. It's not as lighthearted or digestible as some of his other movies. That's, Which I think that's says probably something. that's probably better though, right? Than yeah. like it being good, but it being what you expected versus it being the same amount of good and completely blows you away because it's right. Like you didn't expect any of that. I feel like that'd be yeah. better. Cool. Definitely, I I liked it a lot. I'd say I don't know. It's hard, but I'd say the character development is good, and the character relationships are good but they develop different character relationships than what I expected and kind of left other ones in like the dust, I guess. Uh huh. Like between Brian Cranston, who plays the dog chief and Scarlett Johansson's dog nutmeg, you feel like they're going to have some sort of like romantic situation going on. And they have like a conversation kind of setting up that, that relationship. And then they kind of go their separate ways because they're like, I don't know, just because the plot kind of propels them in different directions and then, like, eventually they see each other again. But it's, like, those relationships you you think are going to, like, matter and go carry throughout the movie, even, like, the whole group of dogs, like, it's not as much between that as it is between a boy and his dog. And you watch that. And that's kind of the bigger deal. The bigger deal is uh, the humans, I guess, the humans with the dogs and their relationship between each other, not the relationship between the dogs or the relationships between the humans. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know. They they set up a lot of like potential romantic situations that kind of feel more like they're able to happen once the movie's ended than beforehand, if that makes any sense. Uh, So it's like you have to go in expecting uh, that it's about like human and dog relationships, not human and human or dog and dog. And I kind of expected dog and dog and human and human or something, but no. So, yeah, that was the only thing that really subverted my expectations. I liked how the plot developed. I liked all the characters. It was really, really interesting the way that they went and dealt with dialogue because they did not use subtitles for the people that spoke in Japanese. And I would say every human, except for like one or two, actually spoke Japanese. And they did not do subtitles at all. Huh. So they had very creative ways depending on the scene of how they were going to deliver that dialogue in a way that you could understand. And sometimes it was like, you don't understand it. The dogs don't understand it. And you hear what the dogs are saying because they translated the dogs into English. Uh So they said the dogs are translated in English and then the Japanese people are translated in different ways. So you hear the dogs in English and that's the only thing you know. But they did something very, very clever with the way that they translated the dogs into English. They had puppies, and instead of puppies sounding like dogs, they sounded like babies. Which was really interesting. Like, you hear this puppy, like what you'd expect to be, like, whining or whatever, but it sounds like a baby kind of crying. And that was just, like, for some reason, that blew my mind away. Like, because I'm like, yes, well, of course, there's, like, no real barking in the movie because you're hearing them in English. So it's like they translated the, the puppies, too. It's just crazy. Uh-huh, that makes sense. I don't know. It's so cool to me. For some reason, I love that so much. It, there's a lot of just attention to detail. The way that they used, like, each individual hair on each dog moved. You know? Wow. And, it, like, for stop motion, that was a lot of work. I can't even imagine. There's this one scene where they're making sushi. And it, apparently it took eight months to make. <laughs> Which is probably like a 45 second to like one minute scene where they're like making sushi. Eight months. That's the kind of like attention to detail and like pure perfection that is in this movie. I would say like as far as technical, like how everything's made, it cannot be anything less than an 18. Like entertaining anything lower than an 18 is just absolute, like absolutely ridiculous. It's perfect. Actually perfect. Um, that was a, that was definitely a highlight. Just the score even was really good. Just it's perfect in that way. You Uh never would have expected that some of the people who called in, they literally like did their lines in two to three hours over the phone. Like people's dialogue recorded on an iPhone is in this movie and you would never know because it's just so well produced. Like it's crazy. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't sound like anybody spent like more than even one day in the booth recording like the most i ever heard anybody did was like six hours which is crazy to me and how long's the movie the movie's like uh i don't know like 111 minutes or something like that okay so it's almost two hours that's so cool though i mean yeah that's a good way to get these like bigger named actors Mm -hmm. because it's such a short time yeah well it i mean it's 
most everybody had worked on a Wes Anderson movie before, except for like Greta Gerwig and Brian Cranston. But everybody else, like Jeff Goldblum, Tilda Swinton, um, Bill Murray, Bob Balaban, like everybody else had, you know, been a part of it before. However, this uh-huh. is the first movie, I think, I think it's the first movie Owen Wilson had no part in. Really? Because he was like, you know, co-writing, producing, and starring in some of the first ones. And then in the later ones, he was at least had a cameo or he like kind of helped write or like had some sort of story credit or something like that. But this one, nothing. Uh-huh. Absolutely nothing to do with this movie, which is weird. Uh-huh. But, you know. I would have liked to see Owen Wilson in it, but there wasn't really a part for him, I guess. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it took four years for them to make wow. this movie. And they did it like, I wanted to hear him wow. Wow. <laughs> he really is your dad's son, or your your dad's nephew, isn't he? Something like that. That was the line from Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, <laughs> no, but like, it was just not what I expected, and it was good. So I have no complaints, really. I just need to see it again. So, yeah. So 18 out of 18. What it's trying to say, like its point, is kind of, I wouldn't say all over the map, but it's just, it's not like you just watch it and you get it. You know, it's like Wes Anderson movies are always about like a bunch of messed up people. And I feel like this one's just a bit more complex because you can't understand everything because you don't know everybody else's dialogue. Mm-hmm. 'Cause you can't understand Japanese. So it's a lot more of taking uh unpacking it, kind of taking more context clues. But I feel like there's a lot there. And a lot of it's about like duty and stuff like that, but a lot of it's about um you know, just how you would you know, like human dog relations (laughs) which you wouldn't expect would be a tearjerker but it kind of is i don't know i don't know like i usually don't like animals what i but it's a it's pretty much a tearjerker oh my gosh are always tearjerkers for me uh it's it's not like it's not like oh no the dog died that's so sad it's not that kind of movie it's just like he's petting that dog (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's unique. I'd give the point. It's complex, and I'm not really sure what to give it. But I'd just say a 17. Like, it, whatever message it was delivering, it, for some reason, really, like, struck a chord with me, and it hit home. So mm-hmm. I feel like everybody in that audience was, like, laughing and crying. It was great. Um, and that was a really fun premiere to go to. But I would say the uh, the characters, I mean, they're Wes Anderson characters. They're really great, and they're enjoyable, and you want to watch everything that they do, and you enjoy everything they do. And some of the characters are pretty nasty, and you actually, like, it doesn't shy away from some stuff. I'll put it like that. And mm-hmm. 18 out of 18. There's just some great comedy in it, too. The writing was great. I feel like the plot was... Like, not what you expected it to be. You'd expect it to be, he's just trying to find his dog, and then they find the dog, and then they go back home the end. Not like that at all. It's very, very different. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it I had no... I did not expect at all. I thought it was going to be kind of like a dog versus cats thing, too, but it wasn't. I don't know. There's a lot of different things that it, it looked like it was going to do and then didn't, 
and it was it was unpredictable in that way and not in a way that it was like come on just show me what i want to see but just in a now i'm actually just intrigued because i've seen so many movies like this and then it's it's not one of those so i don't know i've rambled for a while but still like 18 i'd say you know overall the movie's like an 18 or like if you're going to be like really harsh on it i'd say 17.5 or 6 if you're going to use decimals but that rounds up to an 18 so i need to Uh see it again you know i i can't really review it fully in one go so yeah, that's it's one of those movies like movies like that. I have to watch multiple times because I kind of when getting out of it, I noticed I'm like, this is kind of how I felt when I got out of Blade Runner 2049, where it's like, I mean, I felt things and I enjoyed it and it was like technically perfect. But at the same time, I'm not sure how I feel about the movie as a whole until I see it again. And I mean, now. 2049 has like solidified itself as like one of my favorite movies of all time and stuff like that after watching it like two or three more times so yeah i just need to see it more times that's all i have to say but ready player one <laughs> well, oh i'm boy. glad that you liked isle of dogs as much as you did though yeah at least i saw one good movie <laughs> i'm excited to see it okay yes uh, uh. Okay, well, let's see if we can try to keep this quick, because I have to go soon, because, you know, it's kind of Good Friday right now, so, I mean. I mean, yeah, good, good, good job, Fridays. (laughs) I, um, hated it. You hated it? I think it was a definitively bad movie, which is weird. Okay, I'll talk about my expectations, you talk about your expectations, we'll go into it. Uh huh. My expectations for this movie. I went in thinking, okay, I didn't like the book. Sure. I thought the book was trash. Sure. But at the same time, I've heard good things about this movie. I will keep an open mind and probably the, it's, it's a good watch as much as I won't want to admit it because I think that the references get pretentious and stuff like that. I won't want to admit it, but it'll be a good movie. Watching that movie, I was like... <sighs> It's not good. And I went in with somebody who had also read the book but liked the book and thought the movie was going to be good. Um, and and we oh, both came out of it person. and were like, there, there, there are major plot holes. Like, there are actually – well, I mean, I, he said there are major plot holes. I didn't really think there were plot holes. I just thought it wasn't very well constructed exactly. But we both came out of it saying, like, you know what? We totally expected it to be, like, at least on the side of being a good movie. And I don't think either of us really thought it was. But uh, how about you? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. I, I, I kind of was similar there. I I thought that it was going to be, uh, compared to the book, it was going to be a better, It was the, the story was going to be told better than the book. At least mm-hmm. that's what I had for it. Because ugh, the book... Sure, I thought the book was... I actually thought the book was kind of cool, except for the fact that he wrote it so horribly, and he <laughs> he just wasn't creative with his writing style, yeah. nor was he creative with... with He wasn't as creative as he should have been with the story, but the, the, the concept for this, for this just being a movie, I thought, you know what, this could be cool yeah. if they don't make the dumb mistakes that they made, <laughs> right. basically. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, and it felt like um, the book when I, even told the story better. 
which is saying something. The Yes, it's so true, though, because I found myself being that guy that was, like, comparing it to the book, and I'm like, wait, I shouldn't be comparing it to the book, but I'm like, the book actually does solve some of the annoyances I had with the movie, though. So yeah. what they did with it, they just created more problems and made me not like the story as much. They made me not like the story as much to a book that I already didn't really like. So I'm like, how did <laughs> you do that? I didn't know that was possible either. Uh, yes. It's, it's pretty crazy. Literally the first, okay, when it passed the five minute mark maybe 10 minute mark and he was still narrating what was happening Uh, i started groaning literally in my chair the exact same horrible exposition problems that the book had it's like if you're taking any lessons from the book don't take that one it's so (laughs) i don't know it was painful i liked i liked wade starting like having just this this small beginning basically just being kind of a nobody in the game where yeah. he's just using it for school i really like that and that i like concept and it actually made sense that the first um the first key was gonna be on ludos the school planet so like i thought that worked that like, was a good concept for the yeah, most part story that he wise because why would he have any money why would he this or this or that and it made sense that he would want it to be somebody who like he lived and breathed the Oasis or something like that, you know? And so he'd want it to be, to start off on the school planet for people who didn't have money, that sort of thing. But no, (laughs) we have to change that and make him like already pretty high leveled. And the whole thing is a race and somehow nobody figures out, okay, spoilers, somehow nobody figures out that you have to just go backwards. And that's the only thing you have to do. And of the thousands of people and everybody knows about this challenge, nobody tries going backwards. I feel like when I'm playing oh a video game and I'm stuck, I literally just try everything ever, yes. even if it sounds like the stupidest exactly. thing ever. It's so dumb. <laughs> like, and why do you have to, if it, there's, there are a few things that were not broken with that book. And if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? And they they took all of the things that were broken, stuck them into the movie, and anything that was good about the book, they actually just broke. I don't, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. For For me, it was... It had to be just the clues and the the, the just the, the the Easter egg hunt itself, like how it all played out and what they had to do in the book versus the movie. Like literally, they dumbed it down so much. What they had to do, kind of, you know, like in the um, in you know, in the book, it was like he had to go in. The, he had to, he somehow managed to find this like this cave or this tomb in this forest on the school planet. And then he had to go in it. And then he had to, you know, like get through this tomb slash cave or whatever it was and fight, you know, these guys. And then he ended up going to, I I mean, it's been a while since I read the book, but then he was at this place where he had to, I think play a game versus this other dude. And then he had to win. And then he'd get the key versus being in a race going backwards backwards and getting the key. And, (laughs) And nobody figured that, it out. Not only that, not only did that cheapen the success and his rewards and stuff like that, but the fact that he was already somebody and he already had money and he already had the DeLorean, that kind of stuff, cheapened his successes even more. What I liked about, uh, one other thing I liked about the book was that <clears throat> every time he'd win, he went from nobody to this dude who had so much money who could finally buy the stuff, who could finally, who finally had the this unlimited what it's like uh like 
like when when you get like the unlimited version of a game it's like ver- pl- playing a demo versus getting yeah. the whole game yeah and it's it, like that feeling was like oh that's so exciting like this is cool for him at least i guess and he gets to really uh exercise his the full what what the entire oasis was um mm-hmm. and it's weird to have seen this movie and, and start talking about how good the book was. And yeah, because I hated that book. I mean, if you <laughs> listen to the last episode, I trashed that thing. And I mean, it was bad. Yes, you did. But, like, it had some things, I guess, that were, it had going for it, apparently. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I oh, feel yeah. like I'm and talking. I felt like one thing that was done way too much in the book is they, they, they would keep reading out the entire scoreboard for the game yeah over and over again like everybody you had to know their specific number of points and that got annoying but in this one you pretty much have no concept of that scoreboard because you never feel like ioi is catching up because they never were they they never never explained that they figured out how to get the first key oh no it never explained that they figured out the first one and then you see them all like dying trying to get the second one yeah, and, and then, then you see them all dying trying to figure out the third one. But there's not really a point in which, like, you know, you you feel like they're they're catching up and they're gonna lose and that sort of thing, because they, the game cheap... is sort of not a big deal. I mean, my feeling on it is they spent way too much time in the real world in this movie, and the real world was boring, and pretty much none of the scenes in the real world worked. Yeah, but because people but, are just but... walking around with headgear on, and it's like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's that's true. That wasn't that was totally like don't you have to be in your station not station but in your like console to be able yeah. to walk around and move but then you see these people why why are they on the street with their Why their, would you do that? You're gear? just going to walk into the street and die. Exactly. <laughs> it make any sense. They just did that cuz it you're just at a cool. cafe. Like it yeah, it's they just thought it would look cool and it didn't really work. Like, they used some of that to its advantage, like, when the car is, like, bumping him, and, like, you see him trying to grab something, and he falls over in the game. Yeah, that was... But, like, everybody on the streets doing that made no sense at all. It was really dumb. And I I guess, like, one other thing that got me super upset was how, like, this was a a competition. Mm -hmm. This... These characters were all trying to get these keys for themselves, but also because it, you know, fought for their greater cause. In the movie, it was only about the greater cause, and because Wade knew the most about everything, apparently, that he deserved to get the key. Like, right. A li- a, like, Samantha in the movie literally said that. She's like, I think you need to get the key because you know the most about Halliday. You know who he is the most. And <laughs> One, I'm just like, Okay, what you're the setting heck? up a Gary Stew here. Yes, like, because... Seriously, it, if even... you have a problem with Ray, but you don't have a problem with um, Wade, like, there, there's, a, there's a real issue with your logic because, like, in many ways, Ray might not be, a, like, a Mary Sue because it at least explains how she would know this stuff and, like... She's canonically a vessel of the force and things like that. But in Ready Player One, it's just he knows everything for literally no reason. Like he has access to the exact same things as everybody else and he does it the exact same way with like no difference except he just is better. And there's no explanation of that and there's no indication or proof that he's actually any better or knows anything more than, you know, anybody else. 
Uh huh. And, and and then they're all like, just like, yeah, man, you win. And and it's like that's uh, he didn't like. In at least the way it worked was like originally it was like it was a competition. They were all trying to like fight each other for it, and like they kind of ended up helping each other because it's better than IOI getting it. But it wasn't just like, eh, who cares? It's like uh, you have it. And in the beginning of the the movie, kind of they kind of had that. They, they did. kind of were going and then for that. They just that. forgot about it. And they totally gave up on it because, like, they met in real life, Samantha and him, and then with she's the rebellion. Like, yeah, what the heck was that? The rebellion. That was so dumb. So and dumb. also, by the end of it, like, literally, when he said, when he said, uh, "I want to share the reward with you know these people, you know, because uh, you know these these guys are my clan," and I'm like, wait, wasn't the whole point of your character was that you didn't have a clan? Is that is that your attempt at like character, character development. development because yeah. that's just that by the make end any of the sense, movie actually. he has a different outlook therefore it's character development that's just it's just it's a dumber outlook is what it was if anything he <sighs> didn't develop he like undeveloped his yeah. character <laughs> there are a few things Which, i did like about the movie though and i yeah i'll be fine I, I, guess. Those, I guess like yeah. i thought the design and the way that they integrated like mecha suit godzilla and gundam like that fight was actually like a pretty well done fight and the designs look cool. And then I realized, wait, the designs are from the original thing and the designs of the actual things that were like part of this intellectual property kind of look horrible and suck. But, <laughs> but then, you know, I did think the score had some really cool stuff at times, like really cool. Like when he has the Zemeckis cube and he uses it and you hear in the background, like, the Back to the Future theme, like, that was just really well orchestrated into it in a way that just felt natural and not, like, too in-your-face about it. It was just, like, just kind of there. And I liked that uh-huh. a lot. That was cool. I actually noticed that, too. Yeah, I thought that was really That was cool. the one reference I, like, looked over, and I was like, man, that was actually really cool. Like, that worked. That didn't feel ridiculous. And, uh... Uh-huh. The other ones didn't. I mean, I haven't really seen The Shining. I'm not really a horror movie kind of a okay, person. Okay, I loved that scene, actually. That was my, probably my favorite scene. It seemed all right. Like, maybe it was, like, a bit much, but, like, it seemed all right. The, yeah, I, I, the dancing what, what scene I... with, like, the 70s music and stuff like that, that was... Uh... Oh, <laughs> my lord. Yeah. I don't think I just liked it as worst. much as you, but... The uh, yeah, worst. Wasn't, like scene i lost the will to live at that scene that was garbage oh my gosh there's not like a scene in a movie that usually like there's usually not a scene that bad in a movie that like makes me wish i like never saw the movie to begin with and that was it was that one gosh (laughs) yeah i mean i another thing i liked about the book was that they had this whole, like, you had to go in the movie and you had to say the lines of the movie kind of thing. And you had to play along with the fact that you were the main character of the movie. And you had to, I guess, like, I thought that was cool. And I'm glad they did something with it, See, I, I guess, in the like movie. I didn't like that. I felt like that was way too ham-fisted. Let's just try to rip off something else and make that our But own just the idea of getting, like, it was, that was one of the things you had to pass where you had to kind of, because I'm, you know, horrible with quotes and stuff for some like but for some reason that was one thing that i i liked i guess but yeah. sure it wasn't it wasn't creative in in the, in the sense 
that like it was literally just you're in the movie and you have to copy the movie word for word. Um, but I guess in the actual movie, you know, um, they diverge from that a bit. Um, and I, w- I, I could understand why they would do that because the you're just watching a movie of a, a person going through a movie. <laughs> Yeah. Um and they kind dumb. of they kind of had, you know, the shining stuff and but um I guess the references weren't really like the ones that you had to use to actually get the egg. Like there were references all over the movie, but that was all over Ready Player One the movie. That wasn't for them trying to like get the Easter eggs. And the references were like much more like intense and difficult and the puzzles actually seemed kind of challenging in the book. In the book you're talking about? Yeah. yeah okay. And in the movie it felt like it was just like, they just kind of played a game, but it didn't feel like any of it was a reference. Yeah. Such as me. And I thought it was weird that, I don't I don't know, like, everyone in the book was, like, had the same advantage because they had memorized and watched all this content and all this kind of stuff. And then, like, like going back to the fact that he's a Gary Stew, like, literally... I, I was looking at, like, some of the characters would say stuff and they wouldn't know something. And I'd be like, wait, seriously? Aren't you guys all, like, everyone's obsessed with this contest and everyone, like, and everyone supposedly knows everything about, you know, Halliday and, like, it's impossible to defeat, I guess. And they just set it up. Maybe they set it up differently or I missed. I think I they know. actually did that kind of, not better, but in some ways better in the movie. Because in the other one, you know, you have all those Halliday scholars in the book and like for working for IOI and they like can't figure out anything and they suck for absolutely no reason. And then he solves everything himself and all of the kids and all the gunters are so much better. And in this one, yeah. it felt like it made it feel a bit more reasonable how the people in IOI could kind of fail. So I like that aspect uh-huh. of it, but it's still like, I don't understand how everybody didn't immediately figure it out because if those references like that kind of thing, like kind of game came out now, it would be solved in a matter of minutes. Like it would actually be solved in a matter of minutes on the it's internet. It's so true, yeah. So it's it's so unrealistically, you know, ridiculous that it takes so long and that people could never figure out to drive backwards and oh yeah, maybe adventure think... makes sense because that's the only one with a you know, an Easter egg in it. Like that duh. <laughs> you know, like Do you it's do you basic. think maybe it's 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 Spielberg's lack of gaming knowledge, or was it actually just him kind of not being good at storytelling. I think, okay, so it felt like he was making a, like a specific kind of a drive to not make the main plot reference heavy for the sake of people who wouldn't get the references and would feel left out, which I think is a good thing. But yeah, I feel like the storytelling there, like the story in and of itself already doesn't work and so when you remove some elements of it it just makes it more apparent how the story doesn't work so i don't really blame spielberg i mean i don't think it's a great adaptation but i don't think it's from great source material at all to begin with that's true yeah so i i don't really know if i would like particularly blame spielberg but i do think some of the dialogue was terrible some of the acting was terrible acting a lot of the cg was really ugly it's just like a bad design more than it was like it looked terrible. But yeah, I I mean, I, I'm really, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Uh, as really? far as like the production value, I just think some of the designs were particularly ugly. And that uh-huh. 
kind of took me out of it for a while. Like the CG wasn't like that looks really pixelated or that looks horrible. It looks like Laura Croft in the nineties or something, but like, it's not great either. The designs were bad for the avatars and stuff. So, and it just kind of was a cluttery mess because they tried to shove in a bunch of references. And I don't really think that looked good as much as it is. Like if you want to go frame by frame and look at every reference and feel good about your knowledge, maybe that's cool, but it just makes them, it just makes it look ugly. So I would, uh-huh. I would say like a, I don't know, a 14, 15 maybe. For what? The the production value, quality. Production value. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it the same. Yeah, I'll give it like a 14. <laughs> um, and then the characters, what, what, wait, sorry, Ugh. characters? Were there characters in this movie? I don't know. There hmm. were not. There were just. I mean, I like some of the act. Ben Mendelsohn, I love Ben Mendelsohn. But oh my nothing gosh, about his yes. character was particularly good, I guess. I thought he was like the perfect 80s villain, which is weird. I, I could feel totally like see. He could have been, yeah. I mean, there's a character of it, in like but an I don't 80s think it movie. Was, like entirely like fleshed out. It could have been so yeah, much that's better. True. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't want to rate it just because it could have been better, but just because it felt lacking in that it wasn't complete. So mm-hmm. I would give, as far as, like, characters and that sort of thing, like a an 8 out of 18. Okay. I'm, I, I was thinking more like 11 or 12 for me. Okay. And then the plot, which was entirely different, yet just as bad. <laughs> so... Uh-huh. I don't really know. If Maybe we're tying even worse. In, if we're tying in expo- exposition to like being part of the story and how the plot develops, which oh, it kind of yeah. is. Cause Oof. I don't, I mean, then we got a problem here and I would say, you know, this movie, as far as the plot goes and the development of the story could not be really that much better than a, a 10, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I, th- my best, it made me so very mad. Best. I'm, I'm going to say a seven or an eight. You know, like that's, that's fair. I just don't want to be too harsh on something just because I also have a grudge. Um, well, I technically, I mean, you're the one with the grudge. I technically exactly. don't have a grudge. I'm exactly. just mad. Well, that, that score seems that fair does, to me. Just mean so, I have a grudge, but whatever. Point. What yeah. point was it trying to make? Was it, so what part Wait, of it was. But I, ha- I have to say okay. something though. I already, I already told you this, but literally like he talked about how his parents died two, two times. times. <laughs> In the beginning, like five <laughs> minutes died. apart. Just and so you know, my parents so he, died. He's like, my parents are dead. So now I'm living. They, they couldn't make it through the, the what what happened in with the world. So now I'm living with my aunt. And then like some other stuff happens. And then some other stuff happens. And then he's back in the trailer with his aunt. Well, yeah. And then, and then he's like, yeah, uh, I'm living with my aunt because my parents died. My name is Wade Wilson. My yeah. <laughs> my father named me that because it sounds. I'm like, what? This is okay. Wade. Wait, is it is it what, Wade what? Wilson? Yeah. What was the name I was thinking of? What's Deadpool's name? Wade Watts. Maybe Wade it's Wade Watts. Watts. Yeah, it was Wade Watts. Wade Wilson is Deadpool, Wilson. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so okay. right. Um. Well, hey, it does sound like a superhero name. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah. Okay, I. I remembered something about this movie that makes it an 18 out of 18. The line, what? you killed my mom's sister. 
Yes. <laughs> oh my stupid. gosh. What? <laughs> what? You killed my mom's sister. I bet. I bet they were like they were talking it over and they're like, you know what? Yeah, mom's sister. It sounds more personal to his parents. You know, his mother's dead, and he's making that connection that that was his last family link. So he has to say mom's sister. He can't say aunt. You he know? can't say aunt. Just, he can't say family. Um, he has yeah. to say mom's sister. So that way we that... know, because more bad exposition, that way we know it's not his dad's sister. See, more oh. information. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's important. This is probably the worst movie I saw this week. And I saw three of them. <laughs> this is the worst movie I've seen all month. So That's true. It's better in some ways than Tomb Raider and Wrinkle in Time, but I don't think mm-hmm. anything about it in particular, like it doesn't have an element of its storytelling that's better than like, okay, so Wrinkle in Time had like particularly good, uh, you know, production quality. And I, Ready Player One didn't have anything like that. We need to talk about the story before we give it an overall rating. I mean, the, the, the concepts, the... That philosophy or whatever. I have major problems with it. On one hand, it's trying to communicate that it's more important to play, not win the game. I felt like that was something that it had multiple times I was talking about. It's not about winning the game. It's about playing it. Thank you for playing my game. That kind of thing. Okay. That means nothing. And then, and then, and then <laughs> they have this concept of like, you know, it's the real world. The real world is what's real, you know? And that's and that's why we spend all of our time in the game, spent our entire lives in this game, and it's the most important thing to us that we don't have ads in our game. And that's why we're risking our lives. The, the whole point of the thing is saving the game, right? That's the whole point. But then, and then they're like, yep, so, uh, you know, the real world's what's real. So, like, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we live real life. And what that means is we just sit in a couch, sit on, sit on a chair, and smooch. That is real life, guys. That's real life. <laughs> Nothing about that, like, the concepts that is, like, the, the points, the morals of the story actually make any sense or work. Yeah, don't try to make the world a better place with all the money you've been given. Don't try to improve the society or economy. Just, just... Just make as you turn the game off every Tuesday and Thursday, and then the world's and sit in the chair and smooch. (laughs) And sit in the chair and smooch. That's all you need. And why was Simon Pegg there? I don't know. So weird. Uh, Yeah, that was. He was like, I'm. I. The fact that they made uh, Halliday's journal a real place was annoying. Um, Yeah. Because because that everybody had access to it. And it gave it gave an excuse for. Simon Pegg and the 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 actor Halliday played to just film a bunch of scenes and then they somehow find a way to input it into the yeah, movie. I that's guess that's true because it wouldn't have worked otherwise. Exactly. So they just wanted to Ugh. give them more screen time. That's that's all. It's dumb. I'd say this movie is. I I want to give it like a ten. Out of overall, yeah. Overall. Yeah. Like, it, it was weird because I actually, a part of me wanted to love it. Like, wanted to like it. I wanted least. to like it very bad. And then going into it, I'm like, no. It's so, no, no. It's so terrible. I know. <laughs> like, even still now, though, I, I'm I'm really sad that I don't like this movie. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's so sad because it could have. If this been... movie was good, 
Like, I can't even imagine. That'd be so cool if this movie was good. It legitimately, like, could have been a four-star movie if they took the good things from the book and threw out the bad things. But they kept the bad things from it and threw out the... I don't know if you'd call it... Now that I think about it, I'm not sure they're good things. They're just things that kind of can they work in some context. They weren't bad. Yeah, they weren't bad, So, yeah. but they weren't necessarily good. You could have made a four-star movie, and instead you made, like, a, you know two-star movie i don't know it's a 10 out of 18 people that's what i'm sticking with how about you yeah i'm giving it i'm giving it an 11 out of 18 just so that i can be higher than you oh because i honestly i feel like that's i i mean com- comparing to you because i know i think i like the movie a little bit better than you for some reason um mm-hmm. especially since i gave it a three star in letterbox and you get it a, you gave it a two and a half yep um so you know gotta be accurate <laughs> Because here's how I feel. If it's two stars or below, then it denotes it being a bad movie. If it's three stars or above, then it's a movie that's at least in some measure, like, watchable slash enjoyable slash I would consider watching it again or I would like it at all. Uh Uh-huh. I don't like it. I don't like this movie at all. And so (laughs) two and a half. Okay, then. That's how it works. Ten out of eighteen. Well, then, I guess that concludes all of our reviews we had to do for uh, this episode. It was a lot that's, of reviews. That's a lot. Sorry for being late again. You know, that's just we like doing life. That, but, I mean, we wanted to review more than just two movies. We wanted to review three movies. And so mm-hmm. Again, and I need to go now because we're leaving to go see Isle of Dogs a second time. So Yay, there we go. We're fun. ending on a happy ending. Yay. Um, d- uh, don't forget to uh, please give us a review on itunes i mean you you can forget to if it's a not good review but if it's a good review then Please remember remember yes um that helps also also if you want if you notice that you know you can't really find our first episodes it's because uh they are on our archive uh is it like gosh daniel.blogspot.com or something like that it's chances gosh are we have it linked daniel in the description rant. so if you really care just go down there and click on that link and then also yeah. we have some patri- pa- patrons to thank. Not Patreons. We patrons. Have some patrons. <clears throat> a patron yes, at number um, Uno would be Hunt oh. the Gunter Schmunter. Uh, then we have What an awesome patron. We have M and Noreen. Noreen. Always there. Just yep. always being Noreen. The Schmeckeldorf family wow. who very, very, very kindly gave me a full year of movie pass and <laughs> I cannot wow. even begin to express the generosity uh, delivered by the Schmeckeldorf family. Uh, I, I went to see Pacific Rim with them one time. That was good. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we've had some fun times. I like the Schmeckeldorfs. That's, uh, that's great. They're great. There's also Muffin Princess 1000, who, I mean, like, come on. We don't even need to introduce her. She's fantastic. She's Muffin Princess 1000. Muffin yeah, Princess it's in her name. It's really... 1000. Let's see. Who else is it? There's a... What was it? He Who Wishes to Not Be Named? Mm Mm-hmm. So... Another really great dude. Big Harry Potter fan, of course. (laughs) Um, Yeah, those are are the ones that... Thank uh, you to all of you. Yep. You guys are probably what makes life worth living for me. So... Lurth Viving. Lurth Viving, guys. You make life worth living. Wait. (laughs) Lurth... Wait, what... (laughs) I don't even know anymore, but that's okay. 
we're on Twitter at Gosh Daniel Pod, or I'm at Revan Card, and you're at the Childish Guy, but you never do it. I'm on Letterboxd as well. Probably the same thing because we're, you know, it's just connected to your Twitter. Yes, we're on Letterboxd. Letterboxd is fun. You need to join Letterboxd. It's really addictive, actually. I really love it. It's probably my favorite. Like, if you can consider that social media. That's my same. Favorite. I love seeing same, what other same, people same. are watching and like looking at their. Reviews. Yes, me too. And I love the lists. I love because it lists. gives me like good idea. Oh for my gosh, movies. Yes. What? So, um, yeah, like for example, I did a list of the best the movies I've seen that came out this year in 2018, and I ranked them. Number one, Isle of Dogs. Number number two, Paddington Two. Number three, Black Panther. Number four, The Cloverfield Paradox. Number five, Pacific Rim Uprising. Number six, Ready Player One. Number seven, Tomb Raider. And number eight, Wrinkle in Time. You see, it's it's unique how these uh this the structure of of Letterbox works because you, you know you can make any kind of list. I have a list of Wes Anderson movies. I, I've ranked Marvel Studios movies. It's like we're doing an ad for Letterbox here, but like seriously, just get on. It's fun. Apparently, yep. I rate most things three and a half stars. So, that's that's real. Uh, you have more five star movies than I do. I have thirty one five star movies. I rate the most things. Oh gosh, four star. I have ninety four four star movies. That's funny. That's three hundred and ten. The most I have out of three hundred and ten. Jeez. So I have eighty nine three and a half, and that's the most out of four hundred and thirty four. Wow. So. Well, I'm more well, I really gotta go now, actually, too. Yeah, me too. So... Actually, we're gonna leave like in a second. So, okay. All right. Thanks. Uh, see you for listening. Godspeed, rebels. <laughs> yeah. See you next week. Bye. Right, bye.